0: Thank you. checkpoints the video game book club podcast today we're discussing killer seven i'm your host marcus and joining me today as always are the homies first up we got greg what's up and last but not least we got the homie trevor
1: coronavirus <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah it's, uh, it's a different it's different world real. now right <laughs> getting real what do we we uh i mean we're all in alabama and this is Probably we're going into the third week of them actually, like, taking it seriously. Yeah. Third week of, I mean, I'm working from home. How how are you guys? What about you guys?
2: Mm, I'm still working. I mean, I work for, I guess I work for a hotel. I work, uh, I'm the IT manager for our hotel, so, and I'm still working. They've cut some of my hours, but, I mean, I'm still pretty much on property. But, I mean, it's dead, like, down to, like, 9% (laughs) occupancy. Like, it's Mm -hmm. nobody Nobody's there, so it's a it's a bit weird to be up about yeah, you sir?
1: um the first week I was just at home. couldn't really go in cause, um you know I work for a large company, so they you know couldn't justify having that many people in the building, so we were probably one of the first ones to to get closed by our director um but then. I think it was Thursday a couple of days ago. Um, I had to go and pick up a laptop because um, they wanted me to work from home. Okay, so um, I'll be working from home now uh, for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, exactly. We we um, I work for an ad agency, and um, we pretty much that first week it was like I mean even going into it like they brainstormed a bunch that weekend of before. And a lot of our clients were like, we need to change messaging, you know, we don't want to promote people coming in or buy this or this, we need to, you know, tell them about our online services and all that, and um, we got some, like, we have a big bank that's one of our clients, and they wanted to, like, change up their messaging, and then we have a big power energy company that's another one of ours, and um, yeah, it's just been crazy because, like, for me, it's, I'm doing, like, my normal stuff just at home but the work has slowed down a little bit but it's kind of crazy cuz we've been able to work from home in the past like wednesday was typically our work from home day and now we're doing it full time and i'm like and now that i got my setup you know my work set up and everything it's like do i even need to go in office ever again <laughs>
2: yeah i guess that's I, I, one of the things that this whole thing was going to show people is like man do you know do you really need to go into work for some of these jobs you how know? essential
1: are we yeah <laughs> Would we'll just boil it down to,
0: yeah, basically, yeah. So I don't know. It, it is. It's it's been weird. Like at least for me, because I like to travel, and like I told like my wife, it's like, man, I would have at least in a four week span, I would have at least gone to Atlanta at least once, <laughs> <laughs> one of these weekends, and just like like that, just like oh, you can't go nowhere, you, you know, don't don't really do anything i go grocery shopping every week and like i haven't been doing that and that's been weird too so it's just like some of like my normal routines are off so and then on top of that we just we just got a dog like yesterday so it's just been a lot of a lot of change in in a short span of time yeah i was
1: i was actually supposed to be traveling for work at the end of this month um but of course that didn't happen i was planning on taking my switch um to catch up on a few games which I was actually able to do now cuz I'm working from home so <laughs> what you mean you working <laughs> <laughs> man i've i've played so many games played finally played journey um finally played shadow of the colossus played a bunch of murder by numbers so i'm i'm living the dream what, well, you, what besides, you been playing what virus. you been playing uh greg uh I mean, still playing Street Fighter. But
2: I'm, i actually been playing a lot of other stuff. I mean, because I can't go to tournaments, you know, like pretty much this whole thing shut down, locals. You know. <laughs> For the rest of the year,
0: damn near. Yeah, it's like, like how Like, how are tournaments going to be once it's up? Like, I know probably some, some dum-dum is going to be like, yo, let's, I'm going to have a tournament celebration. But, like, are people really going to be going out like that?
2: Yeah, I, I guess that's the other thing, too. <laughs> Nobody really knows, like, even once it's you know quote unquote like safe to go back out like people are still gonna be worried right so it's not like everybody's gonna wanna go travel to tournaments right now so I mean I don't know how, how detrimental this is gonna be to like the, the FGC as a whole but um yeah I mean I, the only thing I've been playing well, I've been playing a lot of stuff but I guess the main thing Street Fighter I uh, started up Borderlands 3 I've been playing a lot of that uh we played Killer7 <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I gotta pull up Steam because I'm like I'm trying to. I played a bunch of stuff, but like I'm just trying to remember what I did. Oh play.
1: yeah, we played um, Left 4 Dead 2.
2: Hell we yeah, we playing some Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, <laughs> uh, I started up uh, Evil Within 2. And, okay, uh, that's uh that's it for stuff. That's all I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, I've been playing, like, shorter, uh, smaller games. Like, I actually, I had sent my Joy-Cons in right before all this had happened uh, to get ready to, like, take them to final, my Switch to fawn around, and I was going to go to, uh, for my birthday, I was going to go out of town to New Orleans, and we had to cancel that, which, it sucked. And um, we, uh, so I, I've been playing, I played a lot of killer Seven. Um, I've been playing Marvel Three online, which I hate but like <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to play some Marvel. <laughs> um I left for Dead with Trevor. Um I started playing Downwell and I, that game is mad fun. It's like one of those games too where it's just like I had like just you can kinda of pick up play it for like thirty minutes and just get your fun. But it it's real it's real cool and um I um I'm going to probably, oh, I played cross 3D, and I rebeat that. It's a classic. And it is a classic, and um, I'm probably, I'm going to probably start playing Breath of the Wild again. I got the DLC right before I had to swim in my, uh, sit in my Joy-Con, so I hadn't got to play the DLC yet. So I was going to do that, and then beat the man game. And I'm, I'm probably going to pick up that Murder by Numbers game Trevor's been talking about. And then um, the other game that Dante had told me about—that's like a Mega Man Battle Network uh, inspired game. Um, um, oh I think man. it's One Step from from Eden or
2: something like that. Yeah, I just added it to my wish list. Either. Did you play? Have you played uh, Mega Man Battle Network? Uh, I've never played it, but I, I know what it. You know, I'm all not, right. Like, familiar that
0: with. might like high key. That might be going on. This is my next list because neither <laughs> of you guys have played it, and I freaking love that game. And the first game is like. Within our guidelines, I've only played the first one, but it's within that like sixteen hour range that we, because other ones are a lot longer. And then I've been thinking about um, playing. um, I wanted to start up a new game, so it's either going to either be Hitman, the original Hit, or you know the 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 Hitman twenty sixteen, I guess. Yeah. Or um, or I might finally play the first Red Dead.
2: You, you never played that,
0: that. That game was the game that uh, Red Ring my my three sixty. Oh yeah, And like Red Ring did, did it. in the first like three minutes. And so when I got my new three, or the, my next three sixty, I was like, well, I I've been missing playing my other games. Let me go ahead and play those instead. So <laughs> I never got around to playing the first Red Dead. And Very then um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a I'm gonna pick a bonus game because me and Trevor had talked about doing a bonus game, and. uh you got anything? In, you said something on Switch, Trevor? We can do it on air?
1: Um, hmm. I'll have to come up with something.
0: Okay, well, I was going to say, because I, I have a suggestion if, uh, if, if you didn't, because I think it was my choice, and I was going to give you two options. Okay. So I was thinking we can play something newer. So I was thinking NeoCab or untitled goose game and i figured goose game is probably
1: on your list yeah it is you said neopets what N- Neopet? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> i'll play Neo-ca- neocab neocab like man i gotta break out my old account <laughs> huh. but yeah well you can just
0: you can think cool. about it yeah you can think about it but that <laughs> game came out i think the end of last year um and yeah it, it's supposed to be legit so it's pretty short i think uh, it's two and a half hours. So yeah, just let me know at the end of this episode. Alright. Speaking of which, let's let's talk about why we're here. So this is the month of March. We're still in twenty twenty for whatever somehow. It's
1: the long ass uh, month <laughs>
0: Year. <laughs> um, but uh this is Trevor's game for the month of March. So Trevor, why don't you go ahead and talk about introduce Killer Seven?
1: All right, so I figured it'd probably be best to start off uh talking about um the develop or the the director um, goichi Suda I'm guessing that's how you pronounce the first name um or more commonly known as suda fifty one is a Japanese video game director and at an early age he wanted to be a video game designer and even worked at Sega as a graphic designer for the brochures. And then, interestingly, he also worked as an undertaker, um, as one of his early jobs. But Suda51 would later apply for a job as a game designer at Human Entertainment. Um, And they were known for the Fire Pro Wrestling series. Um, And there, he would become a scenario writer for Super Fire Pro Wrestling 3. He would also go on to produce and direct games in the Twilight Syndrome series, before leaving Human Entertainment and founding Grasshopper Manufacture. Uh, The debut title, The Silver Case, on PlayStation 1 was an adventure uh, visual novel game. I don't know if any of y'all have played any of those titles. They were from like the mid-90s, I believe. Nah. Um, So Grasshopper Manufacture was founded on March 30th, 1998, and they reached mainstream success with their debut game, Killer7, for GameCube and PlayStation 2. Um, and this was also Suda51's first game released outside of Japan, and which is also the game that we played this month. It was published by Capcom, and it's a an action-adventure game that follows an elite group of assassins known as the Killer Seven. The assassins are sent on missions to perform hits on behalf of the U.S. government, and throughout these missions they uncover conspiracies in the government as well as their own organization. The game is mostly third-person, but uses first-person shooter elements and an on-rail control scheme, and has a really interesting um, um, art style, which is kind of, like, cell-shaded. It uses, like, flat colors and gradients, mostly. Um, The game received polarizing reviews due to its unconventional control scheme, linear gameplay, and complex noir plot, um, but still received cult praise. And because of this cult success, remakes of Suda51's older games were developed as well. Uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer would later go on to release No More Heroes to critical and commercial success. So, my first question to y'all, because... Wait, this, that's it? That's, is that all you had? I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more. Because Oh, uh, man, there's... Okay,
0: so you didn't even have the part that this was a Capcom 5 game.
1: What is that? You...
0: Oh, whichever! My God. See,
1: I don't know what to look <laughs> for in these. All the games that I've I've done previously have been like the first game for the developer or their only game. Gotcha. So there gotcha. hasn't been like a lot of like backstory.
0: So, well, this was this is kind of like a big deal because uh, so the Capcom Five were five games that Capcom basically unveiled in late twenty two thousand two, and basically it was. um... What they wanted to do was release five GameCube games uh, because I guess there was a lot of uh, the, the original Nintendo didn't do a really good job, at least with the N64. It didn't really have a lot of uh, third-party success. It really struggled. And so this was Capcom's way of kind of throwing... I don't want to say throwing Nintendo a bone, but kind of helping them out because Capcom was a big deal. You know, like they used to release like the Mega Man games on the original NES and Super NES. And so they had like a pretty good success on Nintendo's co- consoles. But then they, I guess, focused more on the Sony uh, consoles once the PlayStation came and PlayStation 2 came out. So this was their way of um, helping them out. So that they, they announced five games and it was uh, PnO 3 which was a futuristic third-person shooter. And at the time, too, these were all supposed to be exclusive to the GameCube. Uh, Beautiful Joe, the which you've played Beautiful Joe, right, Trevor? Or heard of it?
1: I've watched gameplay of it.
0: Yeah, side-scrolling, action-platformer, Dead Phoenix, which was a shoot-'em-up, Resident Evil 4, uh, you know, Resident Evil 4, and Killer7. And so they announced those five games and the only one that did come out was Dead Phoenix and the other all except for PNO3 uh PNO3 remained GameCube exclusive but the uh other three that did come out eventually came out on other consoles but it was kind of like a big a big deal because this was Capcom stepping out and saying like hey like we want to we want to support Nintendo and we want to make these Nite- And it was basically a way to like this was supposed to help GameCube become a, like a or these games were supposed to be like system sellers almost. You know, like, just the, the the name of Capcom was supposed to be like, oh, Capcom's releasing five exclusive games only on GameCube. Like, I need to get a GameCube because otherwise I won't be able to play these games. And that was back when Capcom was <laughs> probably more respected than they are now. So, like,
1: it was a big deal. Um, See, I wouldn't so- know that because I never had a GameCube.
0: Wow. Okay. The, on- <laughs> the only
1: GameCube game I played was Smash.
0: Oh, well, Well, yeah, you know, like, RE4 is, like, considered, like, one of the, like, I guess, I don't want to say best, or, like, it's just, like, a classic game at this point. It's, like, probably, like, one of those games that's come out in the last, since the 2000s that probably has, like, classic status. You think that's fair to say?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. It's the only one I knew of, well, besides Beautiful Joe. Yeah, and um,
0: then O three, um, I never played it. I remember always thinking the cover looked really cool. <laughs> I just remember getting bad reviews
2: when it came out.
0: Yeah, and then they were saying like, obviously, Beautiful Joe got critical acclaim and eventually got a sequel. And then this game, I mean, it sold modestly. They said, but uh, it, it got a, this game got a lot of polarizing reviews, but ultimately it got a pretty significant cult following, which basically launched Suda51's career, so even though this game may not have done as well as Capcom would have wanted it to it it was able to jumpstart that dude's career. But yeah, that's all I wanted to add.
2: I think he calls it his uh, his magnum opus and he doesn't think he'll ever make a game better than that
0: That's crazy (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) You know, Trevor... Sinmara is another game that he developed that was also on my list of games. If you want to maybe look at that, it's a short game, I think so we I can do that it. as a bonus game. I if think, you think want I have it on three, Didn't it come out on
1: 360?
0: It came out in 2000. Yeah, it's on 360.
1: I think I have it. It may have been like a free game or something at one point.
0: Uh, if it's only on 360, I might not be able to play it because I don't have it online no more. But if it's on PC, I, yeah, it's on PC. I, I might be able to get it on Steam. I don't know. We, we could talk about it afterwards. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, ask your question, Trevor.
1: Um, so um, I'm glad you were able to to add to that because, uh, like I said, I didn't know too much about Suda 51 or GameCube in general. Um, so had any of y'all played this game before, or did y'all like know about it before? Um, um so I played
2: it. So I, I had it on GameCube and I played maybe an hour of it. And, like, at the time, I mean, I, it had to have been maybe, like, three or four years after the game had come out. So, But, I mean, I tried to play it, and it just it didn't stick with me. I guess I didn't get past that initial, you know, like, intro phase of, like, man, the, the controls just don't feel right. You know, just the game just didn't feel responsive, and I just, like, I couldn't get into it. But, yeah, I mean, I had played it before.
1: I agree. Had I played this game around that time, too, I probably would have bounced off of it. There is a huge hump there to get over.
0: I I mean, I only knew about it from the Capcom 5, and this was afterwards, so I didn't know about the Capcom 5, obviously, when it was announced, but it was, like, maybe when I got into game podcasts, I guess, that's when I heard that term thrown out there, and I was like, oh, oh, I remember seeing those, because I had a GameCube, and I remember seeing those games on GameCube all the time, and that makes sense and all that. But I remember looking at the case of this. I remember reading reviews about this game. Um, but, I, and I remember seeing screenshots and magazines and stuff, but I, it, it was a game that was not on my radar as far as, uh, the game that I wanted to pick up or play.
1: I think, uh, I, I watched somebody play no more heroes, but I never made that correlation until like I started looking up this game. It was like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is the, the same person. Um, because the art style is is kind of similar, um, but you know it has that very—I um, um, don't—I don't know how to describe it. It's but it
0: to has me a very distinct uh,
1: look. To me, this game is
0: like—I mean, obviously it's like cel shaded or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. very like cartoonish and like comic booky almost. It it like it's stupid, but it makes me think of like how Marvel vs. Capcom three looks. Not necessarily as crisp and clean, but like it just it like things are very distinct in this game.
1: Oh, so Dante is correct at me. It's actually pronounced Suda five one, and oh. I think I did read um, earlier because like the origin of that name, mm-hmm. and basically his first name, or I don't know which one is like, Suda is his first name, right? um goichi like separated is five and one gotcha so that, that's where that came from so yeah he would be correct okay
0: and he turned 52 this year <laughs> <laughs> um all right uh and i'm guessing you had never played it in at all
1: no i this game has been on what
0: to... So this game vicious, was on a list of yours, it yeah. won, then we had technical difficulties and ended up playing Oberdin. So, and this is our coming, circling back around to it. Yeah. What, what initially drew you into wanting to pick this game?
1: I think when I was doing my research, I found this game because it's, I was looking for games with like a cult following, um, and of course this was one of them on that list and i like the art style i think i watched the trailer and i don't remember i don't know from what i remember it was a different game i don't okay. know okay <laughs> i don't know Be why like different from what you envisioned or yeah okay and like i said this was a while ago so this was what last year before i built a new computer so yeah so i mean it was a while see. ago when i looked up this game
0: you i mean this was on our list i mean Oberden, we played Oberden last
1: almost a year ago
0: may mm-hmm. so yeah you probably would have picked this game and this time last year yeah or february last so, year so, but you know. i
1: did want to play it because you know we voted for the game i know y'all wanted to play it so i put it on my list again and y'all voted for it a second time so
0: i was definitely interested in it i mean i i'm I'm maybe even a little worse than you in the sense of like when i when we do lists, I just google the games and I just look at screenshots. Mm-hmm. I don't even look at the game in action, so I had no idea that it played the way it did um that was that that bit me in the butt with Luca
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I mean we can kind of go into it just with. You know, move more into the first impressions because, yeah, yeah. Even, even watching trailer, I don't think you would immediately get that this game was on rails.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I remember when I booted this game up, I think I was the first, I think I booted this up at the beginning of the month, and uh, I remember texting you guys and saying, This game is weird. <laughs> and that is literally like, that is. All I can that's like the first and only thing I can say. Not only, but that's like the first thing I when I think of this game, I just this is the weirdest This is the weirdest game I've ever played.
1: And But, but more, you like anime now. So so it's not <laughs> it's not too weird. Like
0: is a strong <laughs> word. I'm trying to. Um but no, it's just like the way this game controls the the story of this game the, the the gameplay of this game the the characters in this game the like it's everything is just so weird and not in a it's not bad it's just like i haven't played anything that's that i can think of like this
1: it's it's unconventional definitely um, like the,
0: the the best way i like and i don't know if you guys agreed with it because i was thinking about it today, um, going into this episode, I was like, I remember initially I, I, my initial pitch to you guys was like, this game is like a mix between RE4 and uh, like Time Crisis. And, and like, you know, like your, your, your tank controls, but on rails,
1: almost? Yeah. So, are there any, can y'all think of any other um, third person games that Switch to first-person shooter.
0: I feel like we played one. Uh, um, shoot that. Uh, my game. Uh, Stranger's Wrath. Oh yeah,
2: there was something oh, else. Yeah, sure I, I can. I know there. I'm, I'm. I'm sure there's something else. I just can't think of it. Think of it right now though.
1: Because my my initial impression when playing this was, this doesn't work. Like. So, when you play in this game, you're kind of in closed areas. Like, when you first start, like the first level, you're kind of in a closed area.
0: Hallways, he's talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And so, enemies will spawn around you. And we can discuss the enemies before we actually start talking about the um, the story. Um, but, sometimes they're out of view. So, if you're already in first person view it takes a couple of seconds to go back like there's a little bit of like camera movement in order for it to go back to third person for you to see the enemy coming at you um, like from a blind spot and then go back into first person and you may have to readjust because like I said like when you're on rails if you go into first-person view to aim you're pointing in the direction that you're facing but if you're like in a um like a T-, spot. T intersection or something like that and you have an enemy coming at your blind spot, you're gonna be aiming down the direction that your character is facing while you're on rails if you haven't turned around. So that part just feels awkward. Like and and that happens a lot in the game. Like I complained a lot about it, you know, during the first chapter, um when I started playing this, but It continues to happen throughout the game
2: it becomes less of an issue later on once you start like leveling up because i think um one of the skills that you level up is like waiver which is like for lock on and i think it just increases the amount of range that you just when you actually try to lock on to people it just increases like the the scope of it i think so like later on it's not really a huge deal because you just kind of at least i found myself towards the end of the game just kind of going into first person and just, like, kind of mashing the lock-on button, and then it would just kind of, you know, find where the person was. So it doesn't happen. I mean, early on, yeah, it's kind of hard, because you don't really have that. Like, you're not leveled up or anything, and you're still trying to grasp how this works and and get used to it. But, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get you on that. But I do feel like they did it purposely. I mean, it's kind of meant to be that, because it's the old style of, like, well, you know how the... The old survival horror games were all about just being clunky, just so you kind of felt uh, hampered a little
0: bit. It's yeah. supposed to add the the tension that you feel, right? You know, going through this uh, and you, space,
2: and you kind of don't really know what this game is at the start because you don't really know. Is like, is it a survival? Like, is it kind of is it a horror game? You know, it's not really a survival horror game because it doesn't have like the survival aspect, but it definitely kind of gives you like a horror vibe, like at the the early part of the game, at least for me.
0: Yeah, like so. I a thousand percent agree with you, Trevor. Um, But just kind of piggybacking off what Greg said, like I remember when the game started and I chose new game, and then you hear that laugh, and I'm like,
1: Uh uh-uh, I'm out of here. Yeah, (laughs) I
0: was like, are they like I'm about to be creeped out? I'm like, what the hell? And then that's that, that that same. It's like a it's like a cackling laugh. Yeah, it's uh and. That's the sound you hear anytime enemies spawn. but like Trevor said, you'll hear the laugh and whether they spawn directly in front of you behind you or in a corridor to your left, like you, you if you don't see them, you just hear that. you know like and kind of picking it back and off again off what Greg said, like you know that you're gonna have to fight this thing. you just don't you can't see it. you don't know where it is. And it's lumbering forward. The, the enemies kind of move a little bit like zombies. Uh, so they're not like super fast do um, you want to go into the enemies yeah yeah we can go into the enemies so they're uh, the enemies are called heaven smiles which I don't remember what like there's a lot to this game and I don't remember why they are called heaven smiles but they're like these humanoid carrot monstrous characters so like think of like a charred body with uh um like monster teeth like. Just like a, I don't know how to describe it, like just monster teeth. And they, uh, that's like the most base level, base form of them. And they have a weak point on them. So that's why I kind of alluded to like a RE or a time crisis, is because it may be on their arm, it may be on their leg, it may be on their face, on the, whatever. And um, what you're doing is you're, you can shoot out, like kind of like RE, you can shoot at limbs. And like you can shoot an arm, you can shoot a leg to like knock them on the ground and like shoot their leg off so they're crawling towards you. Um, but ultimately, you're you're killing these heaven smiles to collect blood, and blood is your upgrade system in this game. So if you and if you hit their weak point, you get a uh, it's a one hit kill, and you get more blood. You collect more blood, but then for the most part, they're all called heaven smiles. But there's a lot of uh, um, deviation on those so like the base level one is like a, just a super humanoid one there are heaven smiles that wear armor there are heaven smiles that shoot lasers out their mouths, there's heaven smiles that fly at you, there's heaven smiles that run at you, heaven smiles that um, climb on the ceiling cl- yeah climb on the ceiling some that run at you in like a crab walk uh, uh, or
2: like crawl at you Roll. <laughs> The roll, yeah, roll the at,
0: at there. you there's uh, ones that like lay eggs that the eggs spawn more Heaven Smiles and, and the
1: other thing too that adds to the cumbersome of, of like the enemies or um, aiming is um, whenever enemies spawn they're invisible or like yeah. partially yeah. invisible so you have to scan like after you aim you have to scan and it will reveal enemies that are within your view
0: yeah, this game is like kind of almost. Think of like a Call of Duty. <laughs> it's like when you look down the, uh, this like the sights or whatever, you have to hit a scan button in order to see enemies before you can start shooting at them. Um, and it, it's not necessarily clunky, but it, it's just kind of like
1: tedious, almost. <laughs> yeah, it's another step, especially ask. when you have an enemy that's like right there in your face already.
2: Yeah that's what i wanted to ask did you guys have any of those times where um you're just like trying to figure out where one of the the smiles is coming from and then you like you go to aim and then like you scan and then it's like right in your face yep yep <laughs> those are like some of the, like, the creepiest parts of, like yeah like, um, i almost yeah. jumped when uh one of the bomb ones i guess we didn't even mention that you they know, got the the smiles that have like the, it looks like a satellite dome over their face. And yeah, they have
0: a, their weak spot as their head and you have yeah. to shoot it when it's open yeah. and they're walking
2: towards you. Yep, yeah, I got got by a couple of those <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, and like for me, it's
0: so kind of going back to what Trevor was saying, in the beginning, when I was less confident in this game and thinking it was like a little bit more scary than it actually was, like, when I heard something spawn, I'm like, okay, where's that, where's that? I'm just going to chill here till I see it. Mm -hmm. and so like you know if they're moving slower or whatever they're coming down a side hallway before they get down to me then it's like oh they were way up there I was good and then as I got more comfortable with the game and I was upgraded and everything if I heard a smile and I didn't see it in the hallway I was in I'd run to the edge of the hallway and like look to the right and then you know it would be there and so I just I didn't have to deal with it as much like not knowing where they were because I was Initiating the contact with them, but I I I agree with you that like it was and a lot of times too if I didn't see anybody especially in the early game like um like we were kind of saying this game is on rails so the way you move forward is you just hold the A button or you just hold a button and you move forward and then in order to turn around you um you hit a different button to do a one eighty like you would in, in re and then you can start looking that direction so if i was walking down a hallway and i hear a laugh i'm like oh i don't see anybody ahead of me and i turn around and i'm just keep i'm just standing in that spot in the hallway just keep on doing the 180 to see where i can see somebody at
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's one of those things where i think if the game wasn't on rails like combat wouldn't be i mean combat wouldn't be that scary i guess or not that that uh that tent cumbersome <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean it, it is cumbersome but like I, I guess it's for it's part of the game design right like it's kind of what they're going yeah, for But yeah. if it, if you could actually move around and and do all that that would take all the tension away i think unless you're gonna like limit ammo or something like that which i don't really like doing that and
0: so. and, and that the thing too so and i guess we can get a little bit further is you're playing part of the killer seven is you play seven different assassins and each of them have their own unique, air quotes, uh, abilities <laughs> and different weapons. And so they have different, like, power weapons, different types of weapons, different reload speed. So, like, I remember playing one of the characters in the beginning. And I'm like, this character takes, like, three seconds to reload. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. And it's so, like, when I'm getting overwhelmed, I'm like, I just don't feel like playing this character. Because, like... She- one of the characters... Like, every character plays a little bit differently. This character... What appealed me to this character... Was is that they had a scope... So they could see... They could sh- see enemies... And uh, interact with enemies... Way further than a lot of the other you characters. You're talking about... Um, is Katie? It Katie, or, Katie? It, well, they, they say something different in the game. It looks like Katie in English... But I think yeah. it's like Katie And then it's... Yeah, I think that's... Kata or
1: something like that. It's stylized <laughs> yeah. in all caps too.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, um... So I was using her... But she was like one of the weaker, as far as like didn't have that much hit or da- uh, health. Like, um, and then on top of that too, like her reload took so long that when you get overwhelmed, it's just like it's a wrap. So I started running with um my main person that I used was Kevin because he he had the knives and really? he didn't huh? Really, uh, uh, that was surprising. <laughs> Why?
1: Um, I rarely use Kevin.
0: I use Kevin because he had knives so you didn't have to reload, and his invisibility thing means you could just, didn't have to interact with enemies. You could go invisible and run
2: through them. He also has, like, some of the best accuracy because, like, there's no, like, waiver at all. Like, his, uh, the target doesn't move at all, so it's, like, it's super easy to, to, like, kind of, you know. And
0: (laughs) he was, like, not annoying because he didn't talk.
2: Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh yeah. He did not have like a. Um, he doesn't easy. have like a little voice, voice <laughs> when he when he gets uh, one of the kills like that. Even yes, after, even
1: after you missed the first five shots. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he never he never re- he never had to re- he never had to reload with them. You could like if you're especially if you're backtracking because I was backtracking a lot. If I missed something, I could just inv- go invisible and not have to fight enemy hordes of enemies that I already fought before. Just run through him, and then uh yeah. So I, I ran him. Who did you? You said you ran Dan, Greg. Yeah, I used Dan a lot. He was like I think like the, the he was the main dude, uh, the first dude, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, he 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 was good. Uh He super powerful. He had the charge shots, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think charge he's shots. the only
1: one who can charge three times. No. Well, at the end, the mask end. Yeah, I oh, was okay. about to say the mask oh, end. yeah, you that's get that right. later. Who'd you use, Trevor? I went with my
0: boy Coyote. Man, I couldn't see it. Like I was playing, and Lissa came in and
1: so said, "Why is he holding the gun like that?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh shoot, this man you got the GAT sideways." <laughs> okay, let's go. And then, um, like if you upgrade him enough, he, you know, I think all the characters get like a down attack. Which yeah, is when they're enemies, down, like, like and crawling at you, leg. yeah. And for his. It kind of has like this, like he shoots and pulls back really quick. I don't know. It's, he just he just has style.
0: Uh, I mean, everybody has style. Like, did yeah. you did you guys use the 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 run pl- plus turn around button? Yeah. So like with with the uh, Kevin, he did like a backflip that was really quick. And he just like he looks so weird running, like especially going upstairs. Like, a couple of times, like, Alyssa's like, why does he run like that? What's wrong with him? He's got, like, a
2: hunchback-looking <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, there, the right? whole
0: time. Um, I, I tried to use... So, okay, so there's seven characters. There's Dan, who's, like, the main dude. and He's probably, like, the most professional-looking, like, dude wearing a suit. Um, and each of these characters have, like, a unique ability. Some have a little more than others. Um, so his, he had a charge sock so he could make his shots a little bit more lethal. And he could shoot really, really quickly and reload really quickly, right?
2: Yeah. Well, he gets like a double and triple tap later on. Yeah, then. I had that triple tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's
1: yeah. like,
0: Oh, I didn't even mean to shoot that much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then um, there was uh, Kevin, who was my guy, who he used knives. You didn't have to reload with him. And he had the invisibility, uh, so you didn't have to interact with enemies. There was Katie, or I don't know. She was the only girl... She had this um scope on her pistol. She had by far the longest reload speed or time. And then she also like her ability was like
1: had the weirdest ability.
0: She like cut her wrist and the blood would reveal something that she could break a barrier. It was really it was specifically for the puzzle, like the yeah. the environment environmental puzzles in this game. It wasn't a combat ability. Um Then there was Trevor's guy Coyote who he was, like, an ex-con, so he was good at, like, in the environment. He, he was pick good at, like, locks. Pick locks, and he could jump really high. Yeah, he had them ups. <laughs> um, but he, he had a quick reload, but, like, he didn't have, like, a combat ability, did he?
1: Um, not from what I remember. Um, I just had him upgraded, so, like, enemies that got too close to him or that were downed in front of him, I could take him out. Um, I probably upgraded him more than any of the other characters.
0: Gotcha. Uh, then there was uh, what was the other dude? Khan. Mask. Yeah. Oh yeah. Khan cool. was a little kid who he was short and he was really fast and he had dual wield uh like machine gun pistols, and I liked using him, but he had the least amount of health. Like he was gonna be the main person I use, uh, but he had the least amount of health, so I didn't like using him if it got super hairy. And then the mask, who was just like dude wearing a luchador and he had a grenade launcher as his weapon that you could only shoot one shot but it was super strong and uh he
1: could break I the really
0: liked him <laughs> what you said Trevor I said he could break down walls he could break down walls yeah if you see a crack you can shoot the wall he he had a suplex <laughs> oh yeah but man like he had my all-time favorite like moment in this game when he headbutted that bullet <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he was he was my favorite character to like see cutscenes and stuff with but like using him in combat and stuff wasn't it wasn't that fun because like uh like I said so you're collecting blood and um when you're killing the heaven smiles and with him I think because he's a grenade launcher you didn't collect this either you didn't collect as much blood because you couldn't aim at a
1: weak point or you just didn't get really any with him um so there's you had to... enemies like if you used a specific charge shot it would give you blood gotcha i think
2: it was when you killed the protector smiles or whatever the big ones that only he could kill yeah those were like the ones where you
0: gotcha but yeah so you're using you're collecting blood and you're using the blood to upgrade your your characters and there's a certain amount of blood you can co- like you can keep collecting blood but you can only like yeah i was gonna ask to-
1: if y'all knew the limit to how much
0: I think no, but I, I hit it on almost every level. Yeah,
2: I think they say it changes like per level, so like some levels the cap's higher than others. But yeah, I mean, I I pretty much always hit the cap on like every stage that I was. It's like, just the way that
0: so you can't farm blood to yeah. just max out your character super early. Yeah. So yeah, because I tried. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like honestly, like so besides like solving puzzles.
1: Oh, there were two more characters. Um, oh yeah oh yeah so uh... Garshin
0: is the main he's the the fixer and so he has like a he's a black dude in a white suit he has like this silence pistol and he carries a briefcase he doesn't his ability is if you die as one of the other characters you leave your your you can't choose that character and that character is a bloody sack of like I don't know like he has to go and pick up your bloodied sack and in that way he brings you back to life Um, so uh, and then Harmon who is like this old Kung Lao looking dude (laughs) in a wheelchair and he has a sniper and he's like the overarching character and and he's supposed to be the character that is in charge is that the best way of putting it Kind
2: of sorta, of, I guess
0: he's like the the person that's got together and gotten all these assassins together. He's their boss, um, but uh, yeah. Um, so there, I mean, there is some personality amongst these characters, um, but ultimately, like I, I kind of felt like, and maybe you you might feel the same way. But I was only using the character I really like using, unless I needed to use another character for a specific. Like I need to open this door. Jump up to here. I need to break this wall, and then I would switch back to my character that I liked using.
2: Mm, I think I was sticking with whoever I had upgraded the most, but I think once uh, I got uh, Dan upgraded more than everybody else, I was like kind (laughs) of sticking with him. I'd use like some others based on like, okay, well. I think this this person is going to be easier to deal with ex enemy, so it's like I'll swap to them real quick and then go back. I mean,
0: yeah, I, I would do that if I if there was a specific enemy like the the protector smiles you said, or like those yeah. dudes that had the big blades on the arms. I would switch over to Khan for those dudes, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I use Kevin uh, unless I needed to use another person for like uh, either a boss fight or just to unlock a different part of the the, the the map
2: right
1: yeah what's funny is i I thought the game was gonna be played a little bit differently. I thought like each level was kind of g- gonna focus on one of the characters like you could use I wish it you was like to. that. yeah, so at the beginning of the level, I would try to level up whichever character I thought w- I was supposed to use and then try to use them throughout it, but then. Eventually, I would end up going back to Coyote.
0: Yeah, and like it's—you don't even have access to every character in the beginning either. Like you, you have to kill a certain amount of enemies to like start unlocking the other Hmm. characters on on a specific level. So you can use any of the characters on that first level or on any level, but you have to like, oh, you can't use Coyote until you kill four Heaven Smiles. Oh, you can't use Mask until you kill eleven Heaven Smiles and things like that.
1: And I think for the most part. It unlocks, like, the essential, which is a funny word right now. It unlocks the essential characters that you need for each level at the very beginning. But then, after that, you have to awaken the other ones if you want to use them. Because I think I went through one level without awakening any other enemies. Or any other um, characters. Characters. Um, But, with that, I do want to mention how you awaken characters. So, in each level, you there is what's called Harmon's room and is basically, um, like a, you find out later that it's like a recreation of a room that's inside of an apartment, but throughout each level, you'll find Harmon's room. And in certain ones, um, you can go into them and actually save your game by talking to Samantha smile and Smith. Smith. Um, and when you talk to her, Um, she'll actually flip the TV on and you save your file that way. But if you access the TV on your own, that's how you switch characters. That's also how you, um, deposit blood in order to get upgrades. But through the TV, like you can go through, you can cycle through each character and look at their skills that you've unlocked and, and apply upgrades and all that, which I didn't find out till like the third level. Yeah, I was playing on hard.
0: Did you... So, did you do... So, there's a a character in this game. So, like, my... A complaint that I have... So, we've been talking about the game. A complaint I have about the game is I don't think the tutorial is... It teaches you how to move in the game, but that's really it. And it teaches you how to, like, do the combat. But -hmm. it doesn't teach you, like... Anything about the, uh, the rest of the game, and it's delivered to you by this character, which is another reason why I thought this game was weird. Named um it was I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, but he's like a gimp character that he hangs from the ceiling. He's wearing a full-on gimp suit with his eyes sewed shut, and every single conversation he starts off with. Go ahead and say it.
1: Oh, well, he has a different one through each level. But the, not but the beginning. The The one in the beginning is... um Master, we're yeah, in a tight spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: every time. But, like, so he's in every single Harmon's room. He also shows up throughout the level to give you context on what's going on and things like that. So he's kind of like your guide. But if you go to him, did you ever go to him in the Harmon's room, Trevor?
1: Um, early on in the game, I did.
0: He's basically the codex for this game, yeah. And so, any information you have about this game, whether it be, uh, oh, I I don't know how to fight, deal with this enemy type, or I don't know what this character's ability is, or anything, you go to him. Oh, what do I do with blood? What do I, you know, like all that? The problem is, is that you like it's un- like the the dialogue with him is like you can't fast
1: forward through it. Mm-hmm. So and just pretty much with any character um but like, on on top of that too character.
0: just the way the game is he talk like the way the game is he talks a nonsense language mm-hmm. yeah. and it is very
1: it's jarring like, to slow like and distorted
0: slow and distorted and it's just very jarring to to interact with him and you have to like by the end of the game i believe there's like 50 or 70 somewhere around there like different uh, logs in the codex I guess you could say and it, it's constantly getting updated every time there's new enemies on a specific level when they introduce a specific enemy so you have to keep going back to it um, but like I don't like that they interface a lot of the game play aspects through him
1: yeah and sometimes they were like in riddles too yes isn't that too like the most effective way to um you know disseminate critical information it yeah and the the thing i didn't realize until later on in the game is because of how he actually sounds you know what i was hearing the whole time and that made me not even pay attention so i was basically like clicking through and sometimes not even reading it because by hearing that that, that thinking, was my problem yeah
0: and then when I realized, oh, I didn't read that, I had to go back, and then I couldn't like skip the first five lines of him talking, mm-hmm. because, I, because I didn't want to Master. skip the whole thing. We're in a tight <laughs> spot. A really tight spot. <laughs> <laughs> in the name of Harmon. <laughs> yeah, dude. But it, it, it just, like I, like, I remember, like, playing the game, seeing the Heaven Smiles... Running into a Wazaru and then like going through that Codex and I in my first hour, that's why I messaged you guys. This game is weird because every single thing was master. We're in a tight spot. (laughs) Uh.
1: So like that with with that, did you um did you talk to uh, Travis on each level? Yeah, I
0: talked to every single Travis as well. Yeah.
1: Okay, I was just wondering if you skipped over that. Sometimes I did. Um, no, I talked to every single um, one. Another non playable character was um, the guy with the mask in his hand. Where if you... Han, Han Lao or
2: something yeah. like that? No, oh. that,
1: it was. Uh,
2: yeah. Um, I'm trying to look up his name. I forgot what it is now. But
1: yeah, basically, he gives you a hint if you shoot the mask in his hand. And I think I did it the first level um, just to see what it was about, and he just flips you off. So I don't know if yeah, he does that's that part. throughout all the levels. <laughs> he does it every single. Oh one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Because he he actually has a, a Yun a more, Yun Huan or Yun yeah, Han. Yun Han. I don't know. Probably his, something like that.
0: H Y U N. I don't know how to say that.
1: He probably has just as an important role as Iwazaru, um, because he'll deliver hints to you on the. Like the riddles, or I guess the, the puzzles. I didn't want to say puzzles because <laughs> hmm, that's a that's a tough <laughs> word on this part. Yeah. <laughs> Too I was I was just gonna say riddles or the you know, uh
0: the the interactable uh gameplay
1: elements. I mean, there's a little bit of thinking to it. Sometimes it was just kind of memorization. Yeah, but he'll deliver hints to you. Um. But other than that, like, most of them, I really didn't even need a hint. It was like, if something in the game looks very bright and colorful, like, against, you know, everything else that's cell shaded pay attention to it. Yeah. And that's usually what you need in order to, you know...
0: Or oftentimes, it's like, I don't have the right ring for this particular Mm -hmm. thing. I gotta come back later.
1: Yeah. And it even tells you on the map, too. Um, Yeah. The map gave you a lot of, like... (laughs) Probably too much information, honestly, the only thing about the map um like it like you said it gives you a lot of information, but it's it's kind of difficult to read because you have to pay attention to which direction you're facing and it doesn't exactly tell you like where you are on the map
0: where in the room you are mm-hmm. you just know you're in this room because it's highlighted or, and it's blinking and yeah. you don't know where yeah, there's a couple times I felt that where I was like. I'm in a hallway, and I don't know if this left is the left on that map or not.
1: You're on the north end or the south end. Or exactly. You came in exactly. through this door.
0: So yeah, um, and then really the only other character, which is not a character but was like another weird thing, was that decapitated head with the ring in its mouth. Oh, Susie. Susie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like a like that 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 bloody
1: kid that you used to see before every fight. Yeah, she had some interesting stories. Yeah oh yeah. yeah the the gas station one mm-hmm. when
2: you find her there that was uh that was kind of interesting <laughs> um
0: so yeah i don't know like this game really it, it comes down to like your combat to deal with the heaven smiles while you're in a unique environment uh like was the first one was a um what are some of the environments you're in like there's one that's a school there's a uh
1: one where you're a like, in in like. A villa in Cuba or Dominican Republic? Yeah, I can't remember. Dominican, I guess um, you, when you go the to movie the set. To
2: Almeida, that's in Texas. So it's like this kind of, you know, Texas looking, like uh, country looking like gas station and like. Uh, the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: There was. um. There's what was the, the one? one with with, the movie uh, set. The movie set, yeah. There was the one, uh, the amusement park. Oh, yeah. Yeah so i mean there's there's a little bit of variety in like the areas you're at um and um i don't know i i the environments i dug the environments it's mostly just the the, the enemy encounters it just kind of got a little bland for me the that gameplay part and then like the the puzzles or whatever you want to call them they weren't like super tough but it was just kind of like getting the item this was more like a It was less of a puzzling game and more like a point-and-click adventure, kind of, where it's like you needed to have the right item in order to proceed. And I mean, that was
1: pretty much the structure throughout the game, like for every level. Like, you start Mm -hmm. off in a different environment. You need to find um, the bullet shells. Soul soul shells. Yeah. Um, You had to use the right rings on a certain item. Um, There was probably some type of riddle slash puzzle that you had to complete get the soul shells
0: go you to the guy at the, the terminal engravings.
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> get the go to the, get the soul shell or soul shells give them to the guy in the terminal take the terminal up to um, the gate fight the boss rinse repeat
1: yeah so the the structure in itself in the game is very simple
0: yeah it's just like the ambience and just the extra stuff like the interactions with the characters and like the Story that's unfolding, like in between the like in between each chapter is a anime cutscene <laughs> that's actually done by an anime studio, um, and that kind of sets the stage for the upcoming chapter. And I mean, even those those were interesting. My only complaint was it was too dark for me. It almost felt like I was watching like an old YouTube video or something <laughs> at like 240p.
1: Yeah, yeah
2: I, we all played on PC, right? Yeah, yeah, I played it on <laughs> PC. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with the port necessarily, because I mean, I, who knows? It might look okay on the, you know, if you're we playing on like GameCube on like a CRT or something. But yeah, it definitely didn't
1: translate well to the PC port. Yeah, that's what I was wondering because it seems like the gameplay was ported over, but like the cutscenes weren't. At least the anime yeah. cutscenes weren't.
0: May, yeah, may not have that deal with them anymore. Or, you know, just couldn't get them to retouch touch stuff up. Um, was there any anything else that we needed to talk about, like, gameplay-wise, or just anything? Like, we can kind of get in the story, and I do have some questions, but I didn't know if there was anything else we needed to touch on.
2: I mean, we want to talk about the music, I mean. <laughs> we can talk, go ahead, what's up with the music? Man, this, uh, this soundtrack is probably, like, I think it's probably one of my favorite soundtracks in, uh, in like, recent memory. Like, it... Like, the genres of music, I guess, because there's, there's a little bit of everything in this. There's mm-hmm. kind of, like, industrial-sounding stuff, there's, uh you know, like, typical, like, ambient kind of horror music, and then there's also just stuff just kind of thrown in there that just doesn't seem like... I mean, I guess it fits with the scene, but, like, if you thought that all these genres of music would, like, be in one single
0: game?
2: <laughs> yeah, like, you know, they, the the scene, or the boss fight with the handsome men is like, it just has, like, kind of Power Ranger sound of music, and, uh, but then the, there's another scene, the Russian roulette scene, and it's just kind of like this song that sounds like it's like house music, you know, it's just kind of, and it's just, you know, set up with this scene that doesn't seem like it should even be, you know, scored with that, but, you know, it's just, uh, to me, I don't know, man, the music is, like, a pretty big part of this game for me
0: hmm I'm gonna be honest I mean I told you like the only song that I even remember about this game was when you got into the gate cause it was that song you, you heard it like seven times yeah and like so that was the only thing that really stood out to me not to say that the rest of the music was bad and after talking to you beforehand and like kinda looking at the OST and listening to some of it I was like shoot this is this is good I don't remember hearing it
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember like nothing really stands out to me. Like I'm sure if I go back uh, Not even the gate some... music? Hmm. Not even the gate music? Which gate music? Oh, like we... when you're going to the boss? Yeah. Um You didn't f with that? I think it was fine. I'll have to go back and listen <sighs> to it again. Like like I said, it didn't really stand out to me.
0: Here, let me let me I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> song of the banger but I mean, this was the only one that I remember hearing just because it was constantly like I mean like I said you heard it every, before every boss fight
2: like the the theme that you hear oh, in Harmon and Harman's room is good too that was like another one that like that got stuck in my head like because I usually played this at night because I couldn't play it when uh my kids were up so it was like every time before I would like I would cut it off and then go to bed I would just hear that like dad
0: we're in a tight spot. um yeah so like i'm gonna have to go through this because i there is music that i after talking to greg about i was like oh yeah this song is good this song is good but i was like i don't remember this at all like where was this at um i i don't know about in recent memory but i mean to each their own (laughs) because we played some songs that had some heat so um but uh I guess the only other thing, like some of the other standout things I want to see is like, did you guys have like a signature moment that you liked? Like, I kind of said like my, um, that that when the mask headbutted that bullet, that was like probably my favorite part in the game.
2: Um, the, uh, (laughs) the boss fight with the other assassin, what's his name? Uh, Curtis? Oh, the dude in the white suit? yeah I thought that was pretty sick. any of the scenes that Curtis had were, <laughs> were pretty crazy. that boss fight was so fun and stupid <laughs> where the uh the, the bird jukes you out yeah okay
0: yeah we we have to talk about the boss fights that is one thing we i you know that is another thing we have to talk about. what about you, Trevor?
1: um that entire last level was oh yeah stand for me <laughs> okay, okay,
0: that's fair so um uh oh there was another part too, Trevor, during the the um handsome uh men fight. That the black handsome men he said this
1: place marks your grave. Did you catch that? He said this place marks your grave? Yeah, it's a Kuma line. Oh. <laughs> I guess he didn't catch it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Like I caught okay. some of the references, but, but yeah, I didn't I didn't even hear that one.
0: Um so yeah, the very first the first boss fight was against Angel and that was the girl you you had to like you fought her and you were running around in a circle and she shot the lasers at you. Mhm. And I thought
2: that was actually a pretty
0: good fight.
1: Yeah, I like, thought that was how most of the fights were going to go I'm in the
0: same same. Like the one thing I will say about this game was is that I had no idea after when I did that when we fought that second boss, I had no idea what to expect after yeah. that. <laughs> Because I was like, boss fights can be whatever. And, like, even even though I didn't necessarily like every single boss fight, they were super unique and inventive and, like, kept me, like, that was the, especially when we're sitting here talking about the, um, how monotonous the game, the combat was, like, the boss fights were a very fun uh, refresher. Not fun, I will say, not every time, but, like, a, uh, it, it was like what what am I gonna do what am I dealing with now yeah. what am I dealing with like now? sometimes you know?
1: they were almost like mini games mm-hmm. But then you know other sometimes times, they were actual fights yeah
0: <laughs> so um so yeah that first one was you're fighting the um the uh girl with the wings uh the second one was you just stand on that uh platform or that bridge and you just shoot the crap out of that chick for a minute and it's whoever whoever lands more hits wins (laughs) and that i was like wait are this serious is that that all we're doing (laughs) that one once i once we did that one i was like well what is this game doing (laughs) um Let's see, the third fight was... Okay, so there are, actually there's another fight, uh, two more fights in that first chapter. There's the one where you're fighting that John DePaul dude, that assassin that's dressed up like Solid Snake.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And you just have to shoot like the loose blocks of him or something, but you yeah. have to use uh, the mask because yeah. you get out the elevator and he's just like... And I, for the longest time, I had no idea what to do with that fight. I'm not going to lie. And then um, the the end boss for that was those two uh, business dudes that had their heads missing and they were shooting uh, brains out their heads. Oh, uh, yeah. And <laughs>
1: yeah, that, <laughs> that was another was fight where I
0: had no idea what to do. Would yeah, it s-
1: took me a second. That that part Would was s- annoying just because... Um, so there were certain parts of the game where you're supposed to use a specific character,
2: mm-hmm. but...
1: By the time I had gotten to those points, I may not have awoken that specific character. Oh so I'm cute. sitting there using Coyote, like the one where you're uh, which level was this? I think it was on the movie set where you have to shoot those um those targets. And mm-hmm. it would be a hell of a lot easier with Katie because she can zoom in on the targets that are further away. But I didn't have her unlocked, so I'm sitting there using Coyote. Luckily, I was able to, enough because I had um, good waiver. Cause you're a sharp scooter. <laughs> I had upgraded my, my I upgraded my waiver, so I was able to hit it. But yeah, when I got to the part with those two bosses, where you have to to shoot their heads, like the inside of their heads, yeah, it's only like visible for a couple of seconds. Couple seconds. seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, I had to go all the way back. Yeah, ain't no way. <laughs> find Harmony um, and unlock her. So then in chapter
0: 2 you fight Andre Omeida. O- and that was the weird fight where you're fighting in that ambulance and you just have to shoot his afro that's like his, the afro is like disconnected from his body. Yeah. Yeah. I did not understand what that fight was. So like I was just running around and then I just turned around and I shot the thing and it, I didn't know it was a one-hit kill. So I was like this boss fight kind of sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was um I didn't know what I was doing in that one. Um I was just running away from him. And then yeah. I think I got behind him and I ran past something. And I was like, wait a minute, why is that part glowing? And so I turned back around and shot it and then that ended the boss fight. I was like, oh. Yeah, and it was like,
0: what did I do? <laughs> um then see the chapter the next chapter was the Ayami Blackburn, which was um the first time you fight her, she's running around in that parking lot. Really, really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And you can only hit her when she's... in the, you're, It's at nighttime. You can only hit her when she's under the streetlights. I hated that fight.
2: Because <laughs> yeah. she kept
0: getting faster and faster the more times you hit her. I was using the mask and I was just trying to shoot... uh Have an explosion going when she was running into a, a, under a streetlight. That yeah, that's start. what I did.
1: The other thing, too, that's that kind of made me miss the quality of life from other games is um uh health gauges so you <laughs> not being able to see how much you, you have, have or the enemy because the enemy. you have I mean you have your gauge which is like the little a eye, little bit a little it bit. it didn't bother me as much but like on bosses especially that one you know I had no idea if I was like doing right like was I supposed to shoot her and like stagger her and then do something else while she was staggered yeah um so eventually, you know, I just kept on shooting her, and she finally fell.
0: Yeah, I felt the same way. And then the uh, you fight her again later, and this time it's in a smaller room, and it's the same deal. But I, I, I for whatever reason, I like that fight a lot better. Where she's standing in front of the shutters with the light mm-hmm. revealing on her, I like yeah, that's that fight a lot easier better. To manage. Probably my favorite boss fight was against Curtis.
2: <laughs> yeah, that one was sick
0: where it was like a quick draw battle and basically you had to shoot him he had a pigeon on his shoulder and you had to shoot him when the pigeon flew off his shoulder Um and like that pigeon when it started juking you <laughs> <laughs> when the pigeon literally flapped his wings and got off his shoulder and then landed back on his wings like oh, it didn't oh, do oh. anything
2: <laughs> and like if you do try and draw too early he'll shoot you so it's yeah. like yeah
0: that that fight was I was like this pigeon is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and then um, chapter 4 was the handsome man which I really wanted that fight to be cooler than it was like I I wanted the I'm glad we got to fight all of them but it was just basically it's like a cutscene it's an interactive cutscene yeah so like you can't you can't win like you the way it plays out is the way it plays out and I didn't really like that
2: Um, You get you got to see mask get uh, upgraded. Upgraded,
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, Um, they were they were pretty much all mirror matches. I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, they were. Um, And then the chapter five was uh, the Greg nightmare, which I didn't like. This fight, which is the dude you know
2: hanging in the school. I I appreciated what it. What led to it? But yeah, the fight itself was because of- I kept getting like I couldn't
0: figure out how to get him to keep swinging. It it, it was so frustrating for me. Yeah, that, that that
2: kind of threw me off for a second because at first he was swinging, but like I couldn't get him to swing enough to to do anything. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So yeah, and then I guess they they count the Emir Park Reiner, the shooting his third eye as a boss fight. Um, and then uh, the since the final one is uh, Lion Final Heaven Smile. I don't remember that.
1: Oh, Shoot. that's where you have to decide whether or not you want to.
0: Oh, at the end, yeah. Oh, gotcha. I forgot there was a choice in this game.
1: <laughs>
0: um. So yeah there there was some there was some a lot of good variety in this. At least with the boss fights. Um. There was one other thing we wanted to talk about, or you just want to get into the story.
1: Um, we can kind of jump into the story I mean we don't have this to go story, through every single story beat this story
0: is weird AF there's a lot of like political stuff going on basically it's like a US versus Japan right? yeah Um, but like I have this here's the story and this is just five bullet points it's uh much of the game is in Emir Park imagination where he supposes he's a team of elite assassins and basically Amir Park is the OG name of Garson Smith who's the fixer so and to the player in the beginning it seems like Harmon is in control of these seven assassins plus uh Garshan but uh in in actuality garson is imagining all these people in his head and he's taking on the role of all of them um even Harmon um Basically, Amir was molested by the principal of school where he imagines there was a plot to rig the U.S. elections and seed the country with Japanese agents. After fleeing the school, Amir goes on a killing spree in the Union Hotel. His victims were each of the members of the Killer Seven. Um, and Garshin, not Harman, is the personality he invents after that. Um, Izuwaru was the screaming man. Garshin imagines he's kept in his basement his true identity is that of Kun Lan which is that dude that looks like Kazuya as is clearly indicated when you kill him at the end of the game and finally see him without his eyes so shut similarly Harlan is kept in the Har... is it Harman or Harlan?
1: Harman? Yeah, yeah,
0: this, Harman. Is, uh, this thing keeps saying Harlan uh, This uh, similarly Harman is kept in Harman's room, the forbidden room is uh, where Harman and Kun Lan met and played chess uh, the game features Garshan's gradual realization of his own identity, represented by his third eye being opened before he killed himself on the hotel roof. That, uh, it says the actual game is a Jacob's Ladder sort of interlude in the brief moments between Amir's last victim and his suicide. Um, that is somebody's theory on the game, but I think that's pretty spot on. Yeah, um, I think
1: I read a similar theory. <laughs> um, it, it, it went a little bit more into Amir Like, when he tried to commit suicide, he failed and then lost his memory, which is why he didn't... Yeah. um, ...know he was Amir, and then he created the personas. Garshan and all the... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. The story is... is very convoluted in this game. It is very hard to follow. There's a lot of, like, you're going... Like, every initial thing takes place in Seattle at Gartian's trailer house and then he meets up with somebody that he ends up sending him on a to Cuba or Japan or or not Cuba Dominican Republic or Japan or New York or Philly or so he's like traveling the world but um yeah it's
1: knowing he's supposed to be staying at home
2: exactly <laughs> The the one thing I was glad to have at least figured out by the end of the game was What was behind that door because when you go back to the trailer, every time you just hear somebody screaming and it was just bugging me for the longest, like, man, when am I going to figure out? Yeah, I I thought it was going to
0: bust open every time I walked (laughs) down that hallway (laughs)
2: or every time I went back there I would try to see if I could open it. Yeah, yeah. go back and see if, like, "Okay, oh, I finally open it and see what's going on with this." So it was uh it was cool to at least see that that plot or that part of the plot just kind of. And it still didn't even make sense to me after you get to the resolution of that, but Right? It was it was cool to at least have figured that part out, I guess. Did you um
0: did, so did you guys see that there was Killer 8? Yeah, yeah,
1: where you unlock, like another character. I didn't get a chance to play it. It's, yeah, I didn't actually
2: play through it, but
0: so what I read it was was like a slightly harder. Um, let me let me pull it up just to make sure. So after you beat the game, the the the, the menu screen changes from Killer Seven logo to a Killer Eight, and uh, what it does is it adds another character. It adds a young Harmon Smith as a playable character, and it also increases the difficulty. So. Um, all enemies increase significantly more damage and basically every single character except for mask and young Harmon can be instantly killed from a single explosion. And, uh, they also, the heaven smiles have much, uh, much more health, making them harder to kill and their weak spots are permanently invisible. Hmm. So, uh, Other minor changes include the removal of all help icons on the map, apart from Harmon's room. And so, yeah, reviving Personas is now much harder as the player must press the A button far more rapidly than before. (laughs) And then if you beat the game that time, it unlocks Hopper 7, which Hopper 7 is a... um, it's It's a bonus mode in Killer7, and it's identical to regular killer stuff in every way, except for it replaces every single heaven smile with Hopper Man, who's basically these men dressed in black shirt, shorts, black and white striped t-shirts who wear large grasshopper outfits on their back. And they can be killed in a single shot. And for whatever reason, they only did it on the first level. So it's like these grasshopper looking characters. And I don't know why they did it, but it. it
1: <laughs> I guess it's, just a nod <laughs> to the developer...
0: But I don't I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um but um yeah, um that's Killer Seven. (laughs) I have some questions. You guys had anything else?
1: Oh another standout moment in this game for me was the um um the scene with Garcian and the principal playing Russian roulette. Yeah, (laughs) that's
2: that's definitely one of my favorites too. (laughs) <laughs> you got seven shots in there <laughs> I'm a professional
1: <laughs> But yeah this game had a lot of good humor um, Yeah And it yeah. wasn't like forced humor It was kind of natural like 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 They're just Which is crazy
0: Yeah, It's crazy to think like how humorous This game was made by a Japanese developer. Like, that it, that it didn't get lost in translation, you know? hmm Um, so did you have... Did you have anything else?
1: Um, I think that's it. I think that's all I had.
0: Because I had a couple questions. And again, these are just to me. But, uh, did you... Would you guys have done anything
2: to fix the controls? Um... I, personally, no. I think, I mean, it it does make the game, like, you know, kind of, kind of cumbersome, a little hard to control, but, like, I kind of see what they were going for with it, so I don't think I would change it, necessarily, and if you did, uh, I feel like you would have to adjust other things to, to kind of keep the same feeling for combat, so, like, you know, it, while it's, it's not the best, like, playing game, you know, I get what they were going for, so it's like... I can kind of look past it. Okay.
1: So, hmm. I don't know what I would change them to because I can tell that the control scheme was very... or the the experience in this game is very contrived. Like, I think y'all mentioned the controls were designed around the, the GameCube. For control. the GameCube. So, yeah,
0: yeah. How prominent the A button is in this game, like, that is the 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 button used to go and everything and then the the turn around button and just like thinking about where those buttons are on the GameCube controller, it's like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And and the other thing, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier, but I actually played this game on the Steam controller because when I started mm-hmm. it up, I started using the uh, my Xbox controller, but then I didn't play it for about a week, and when I tried to play with my Xbox controller again it wasn't working or something like that. So I was just like, you know what? I'm not trying to try to find the right controls settings and all that for this. So I just plugged in my steam controller for the first time and decided to use that. And that may have contributed to a little bit of the cumbersome um, of the controls in this game. Cause I wasn't used to using it. Gotcha. Um, but you know, I got, I got used to it after a while and that was probably because I was switching from other games and playing this too so that probably made it a little bit more uneasy Mm -hmm. but um, would I change anything? I don't know what I would change because there's like so much that's unconventional about the control scheme that if you change one thing you would have to change others Gotcha. Or you have to did change you... the way something else plays in the game.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you... Um, I didn't mean to... I didn't ask you great, but what controller did you use or did you play keyboard and mouse?
2: I just used a, uh Xbox One controller. Okay, because I used the PS4 controller. Okay. Um,
0: I know for me, and maybe this is because I had been playing so much Switch prior to playing this game, I would have loved this game to have motion controls like uh, with the aiming. Um kind of like how uh, Breath of the Wild does when you're shooting your bow and arrow, how you can kind of move your switch around or like rotate it or whatever, like level it to to, to kind of adjust your aim. I really would have liked that in this game for the aiming. Um, I don't know if that would have made it too easy. I didn't use Waver. I didn't really use the lock-on at all in this game because it wasn't really effective for me in the very beginning. And by the time I got later on in the game, I was so used to not using it that I just never did Um so that would have been maybe my only uh change. And then um
2: I think the other thing that I that I would have wanted but it's not a huge deal would have been a quick swap for personalities. So like if I didn't have to pause and do that. But yeah. like I, I guess that's just a, a thing of the age, right? Like, yeah, like, exactly. So Cuz I, I feel like, like that, that
0: would have been something that you could map to the D pad or something like that
2: yeah just um, like a pop up and then pick hold, who you want hold to like the,
0: the Z then. button down and, t- and like toggle through the different characters till so you find the one you want to switch to and, or something like that and for the first few
1: chapters yeah. I didn't think that was something you were supposed to do I thought you were just supposed to choose which character you wanted and then kind of play through it that way I thought yeah, that was I only made switched it so yeah
0: I only switched in, the, uh, in Harmon's room on the TVs in the mm-hmm. very beginning that was the only yeah. time
1: I ever did that was why I tried to level up one character to play mm-hmm. throughout the entire chapter Rather than switching back and forth, but then I think I watched some gameplay on YouTube, and um, and I saw the person like switching between personas, like whenever they u- needed to use the different shot.
0: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like and kind of like you said, it would have been really cool if each chapter focused on one of the characters, which it made it kind of seem like initially. But when you find out that, that wasn't the case, it kind of removed my desire to use characters that I wasn't really invested in. Um. Another question. Could this have been a VR experience? Because
2: mm-hmm.
0: I think this would have been a really cool VR. Not cool as in like great groundbreaking or whatever, but I feel like this game as it is right now, especially it being on Rails, I think this could have been a VR game. Like, if they wanted to like bring this game out again. Like, oh, we want to test the temperature and see if we could come out with another game, a Killer 7 2 or like a game like it
1: drop it out on vr i you know a port i agree with you but i think that would change the the visual aspect of the game because like when you're running um you know down a hall or somewhere there's like a certain aesthetic to the game that you get from looking at it in third person like you see the character's animation running and depending on which character you have like you know it, it has a different look Mm-hmm. Um, so it would take away from that, but I can see why, you know, the the VR might be a cool feature or something mm-hmm. to try, maybe. But I think. That... I feel like
0: they could play up the. Not the spookiness, but the clunkiness, I guess you could. Not clunky, but like. I think maybe it could be more. I want to say, like. Fun? It's not the word I'm trying to say, but just like be more novel and, like, maybe you'd feel less monotonous
1: or whatever. I don't know. I'd try it for one level. One try. Yeah, I could see them doing...
2: Like, I don't think I would want to play the whole game through that, but, like, let's say if it was, you know, they had, like, um, you know, they made... They took, I guess, the characters of this game or, like, the setting and maybe, like, made something separate that kind of fit to that. I could see that working, you know, because the mechanics themselves kind of could work for it, but it wouldn't be... I guess it doesn't necessarily fit with the theme of, like, what they're going for with the game, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So, it would have to... It would fit in a spin-off setting, I guess.
0: So, like, I feel like this game is pretty ahead of its time, and I feel like, like it probably could have, like, maybe if we're talking, like, if this game come out a little later, they would have maybe, like... It maybe <laughs> it would have fit. It could have been a VR experience. Yeah, or whatever, no, like, you know? if it
2: came <laughs> out, like, if he was doing it now, I could totally see it. Because you could just... Like, design the game around that. Yeah. You know, it could, it could definitely work, you know, given that.
0: Yeah. Um. How, what would you guys do to... I don't want to say fix combat, but what would you do to modernize combat or, like, make it more interesting throughout the game? Like, I think one of the things Trevor said, and it's, like, crazy because it's, like, yes, like, having the health bars would be helpful, but after thinking about it and going through the bosses, like... How many bosses are even like that? That you would need to see a health bar, you know? So it's None like, any. it would only really be that character and maybe another one. So I was like, what, like... I don't want to say, like... Because the the, the the common answer is just to throw more enemies at you. But that's, like, that's not fun either. To just be overwhelmed by enemies. But, they like, I feel like there has to be, like, a, something they could have done to, like, make it a little bit more challenging slash fun without, like... Overwhelming you or just throwing
1: a ton more enemies at you. I think any way that you modernize this game, it would make it a lot faster to complete. Because, like, you yeah, you could modernize, like, the map view and and make it so that it says, like, accessible as, you know, other maps. It's games. a mini map in your bottom right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you don't have to keep on switching, um you don't have to Characters. keep pausing it. Mm hmm.
0: Maybe not having to scan.
1: Yeah. Doing all that would make this game a lot easier to finish. Or a lot faster to finish. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. But I know... How how many hours did y'all spend playing this game?
0: I think my final count was 15 hours.
1: Yeah, I think I was around that. I don't know what mine was.
0: Yeah, I saw you at 27. I was like, (laughs) yeah! and then I was like oh he must have left his computer running yeah that's crazy because how long the beat said this was 12 hours and I I didn't feel like I was maybe I just really sucked in the beginning because I I was like man like I hit the 12 hours I'm only on like chapter 5
1: and I looked online because whenever I needed to like look at a walkthrough or a guide um, there's a YouTube um, playlist with all the like walkthrough videos and each one is divided into into different chapters um, and I think the total time was like eight or nine hours, and that was on the hardest difficulty.
0: I mean, that was the same thing when I watched the Evil Within, where I was watching those, and I was like, oh, this dude's speeding through this game, <laughs> and then, like, oh, this 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 is only a nine-minute video, and then you guys' final play time was way longer. Yeah. This dude knows what he's doing. Um... Would you play a, and this is like a, not three part, but like, would you play a remaster of this game, a sequel of this game, or a reimagining of this game? I guess that would be and, or. So like a sequel, or just like if they remastered this game, and modern not modernized it, but brought it to like current consoles so it looked better. Maybe the anime cutscenes weren't as bad, um, or as dark, or like just a, a game inspired by Killer7. mm
2: I would be interested to play a sequel, I guess, to see if they kind of fill in some of the, well, a lot of the kind of... It'd have to
0: be like a prequel sequel, right?
2: (laughs) Or like a... Yeah, 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 (laughs) I guess. Um, Or I guess with the way it ends, they could kind of... I mean, I don't know. I don't even really know if the... The way the game is, I don't even really know if you can make a sequel. Because it's almost like when you beat this game, it's kind of like everything you did was inconsequential mm-hmm. it's just kind of like you know it's everything's still going to happen anyway I don't know but yeah I mean I'd be interested to play like um a sequel or prequel for this mm-hmm. or something that maybe kind of fills in uh,
1: the, a side the story details
2: <laughs> yeah the, the like cause you don't really figure like find out anything about the killer seven themselves like outside of Garcian but like you don't know the backstory of, exactly like, yeah that would be cool of to of.
0: see like a side story of like
1: Freaking! Yeah, what I, led them to get, What led them up to the hotel? I was just about yeah. to say. Um, I think it was a question we did for, um, um, Oddworld. Um, oh yeah, like how would we like the whole like? Like if each character had like a a game in a different genre, like a spinoff game in a different mm-hmm, genre. Mm-hmm. I think that might be something cool to see.
0: I mean, we already played Kevin's. His was a. Uh, um, Escape from Butcher Bay. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
0: I think I would play a... It's like, I I think I would be down to play a reimagining or like a game inspired by this game, but I I would want it to be solely in the style gameplay and not necessarily the story. (laughs) So, like, just because I have that little caveat, I think, honestly, the thing that I'm leading the most to is I think I would play a remaster of this game. Like, if it was, like, that maybe if they, you know, like, maybe make the game... I don't want to say this game looks bad, because it doesn't look bad, but if they were, like, to, like, make it look a little bit more modern and,
2: like... I mean, like, kind of like how they would do, like, Resident Evil and then Resident Evil Remake or whatever, where it's, like, they kind of change things and, like
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, like if they made this game and Capcom was like, yo, we're putting this out on PS5 or something like that. It's just like, you know, we we knew there's a bunch of Killer 7 fans out there and you know, we're we're never gonna make a a sequel, but like we wanted to throw you guys bones so we remastered this game and we, you know, new enemy types and oh, uh, you can play young Harmon and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, or no, you could play as Amir <laughs> young amir, <laughs> and I don't know. Like I think I, I think I'd be down to do that. And then like you know maybe they could take out like I still think I would want them to take out a little bit of the weirdness though, <laughs> or like actually, actually that's
2: part of the charm. Or
0: throw in like a, a, a proper tutorial instead of having uh, yeah Wazaru as the uh,
2: um, codex kind of character. Or if they just even made it to where it's just text and like he's not talking, I guess that's the thing with this game. I, like all the dialogue is voice, so there's no like, uh, you know, just text that you could just like flat. Yeah. Whatever. So I don't know. If, I mean, they could do that for that though. I mean, I would be fine with that. Hmm. What about you, Trevor?
1: Um, like as far as um, doing a, a remake or modernization.
0: This would be a, a, a remaster, a sequel, or a
1: reimagining. Um, I, or none. I, I, mean, say, I none, was just going to say spinoff. I'd rather see a spinoff.
0: Yeah, so like a reimagining. It didn't have to necessarily be the same company. Somebody's like, yeah. yo, we really like Killer7, and we decided we wanted to do our own thing inspired by that.
1: Like maybe um, like a game that features each character and... Maybe how they they came together, even though they're kind of like different personas, but maybe showing, you know, how they how they all met in the, in the style of um, uh, Oceans Eleven. Oh, gosh, gotcha. yeah. yeah, like a heist
0: movie. Yeah, man, they should have just put uh, Garshin in Marvel vs. Cap on three. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And he could just summon those people as assists. That was going to be one of my <laughs> questions. Like, Are any of these characters featured, since it's a Capcom title, have they used these characters in any... Or I, doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt
0: it. Because yeah, I, I think so, it's just yeah. developed by them. They don't probably own any rights to any of the characters. They're all Suda 5 one stuff. So I, I really doubt it. And if anything, too, like, <laughs> this would be... Like, Probably game number three of at least those five games or four games because I mean they are like you know obviously Resident Evil four of course Beautiful Joe I mean Beautiful Joe's popped up in a couple other things they nobody nobody's sweating for Killer Seven or P and
1: <laughs> you can't see Harmon you know the Harman assist rolling out there in the wheelchair I mean you can have Candy
0: out there, there. man <laughs> what's it not Candy Sam the oh, the yeah. Butler yeah. Um, I got two more. Uh, have you ever played a weirder game?
1: Yes. I keep, really? I keep telling y'all about it. D four.
2: Oh, yeah. That's pretty weird. I'll, I'll give you that. I don't know. Well, I don't remember enough about it to say if it's if this is weirder. But um, yeah, I don't ask It'd be neck and neck We're for me I tight spot.
0: That. Yeah. <laughs> This is the weirdest game I've played. Um, I mean, Doki Doki would be in the running, so I don't really play weird games. I guess I don't know. It's um, not.
1: T- it it gets weird. It gets weird at the end. Yeah, at the end. say it, it gets weird, but it's it's not too weird.
0: Yeah. And this one is just for you, Trevor. Do you think this game was worth rebuilding a PC for? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, if you would have known what you know now, would you have been like, you know what? We're just not gonna play this game.
1: <laughs> Technically, I still needed to rebuild a PC. Um, sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's just spurted on. Um, but I don't think this was like I don't understand why this game was is so graphic intensive. <laughs> <laughs> like. What? What? Why could my old computer not handle this? It's game? probably
0: the beginning when you start the chapter and you have to shoot the little silhouette and it explodes. It was probably that part.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I have no idea. <laughs>
0: mm. All right. Well that's that's all my questions. Um. So,
2: yeah. are your guys' final thoughts? Uh, great game. Great experience. I, you know, I'm willing to say this is probably it's gonna go on, like, my list of, like, favorite games, probably. Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, I really liked it. Okay. Okay.
1: It's cause the music.
2: <laughs> well, not only that, I mean, it was the story, too, like, how crazy and, like, how weird, I mean, cause, I'm a big Metal Gear Kojima guy over here. Yeah, I eat stuff up like this, so it was, like, it was right up my alley, and, you know, I was online trying to, like, look up theories about the story and stuff after, so, like, I'm kind of, like, really invested in it now.
0: I, I will say this is one of those games where, like, even if you don't know what's going on, it's like, there's been a couple games where I beat the game and immediately, like, I'm like, I need to pull up, like, four or five articles and just read, like, an explanation or, like, what, what are people's interpretations of this ending, you know? And this is one of those games where I was just like, what what just happened? But the problem was, is, like, for me, at least in the ending, I knew something happened and we had to make a decision. But it, it, to me, it didn't. The game didn't do a good enough job of like explaining that everything leading up to the ending was important because <laughs> it was so all over the place that it was kind of hard to track it, you know. Yeah. And then it was also crazy because it was stuff happening on like three different levels, and this was like something I read where there was stuff happening at like a like. It was almost like Harman and Kun Lao or Kun Loon were like gods almost, like in, in that room playing chess. Then you had stuff happening on a a global level between US and Japan. Then you had stuff happening on like a national level with that dude Omeda at a uh, in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then you just had like is this stuff actually happening? Like when uh um supposedly they, like the the guy Curtis Blackburn was supposedly the person that killed Dan but you can use Dan and it's like wait what and it's just like yeah. so much stuff is going on that I'm just like I don't know what is actually happening what isn't what about you Trevor
1: <laughs> what was the question again great game great experience oh, yeah Um, I will say good game great experience mm-hmm. like I think this game definitely had some um some points like the beginning um there was a hurdle to get over like this game has a huge hump um if I had not been playing this for the podcast I probably would have bounced off of it hell yeah um but I'm glad I kept playing cause by the end of it like I literally played like the last three levels in one night cause I think I was playing like one chapter a night but mm-hmm. I think I played like the last three in one night and just because it, I had gotten to a point where I understood the controls and the gameplay, so a lot, well, a lot better than at the beginning of the game when I first got into it. So, yeah, I'll say good game, great experience. I'm glad we finally scratched this one off the list. Ostra's Wrath next. We'll see. <laughs> you better get ready. <laughs> I need backup. <laughs> Um, for me,
0: uh, I would just say weird game, weird experience. <laughs> um, I'm not sad that I played it, but I was, I was trying to just get through it too. Um, I think uh, there was more to the game than I initially thought, and I'm kind of like I would go back and see what's what it is and try to like see it again but I'm like, not anytime soon.
2: (laughs) Would you, uh, if it wasn't for the podcast, would you have ever played this just in passing? You know, like, I think there is a... It was interesting
0: because I think the... I've been listening to a lot of the Giant Bombcasts recently since I've been off, or, you know, working from home. And I think in the past, just in 2020, the Capcom 5 like name has popped up more than once in the past, this past, just this year. And they even at one point started talking about the different games and they talked about killer seven a little bit. Um, I think in a late February or mid February episode. And, um, I think I would have at some point just to scratch that itch and see what it's about. Um, because it is a game that you can play, like I said, like PN03, which is a... Uh, I actually am interested in playing P N 3 but I don't have my GameCube. Um, and that game is only on GameCube. But yeah, like, I I haven't now, at this point, played all the Capcom 5 games except for PN03. So just to kind of scratch it off my bucket list, I guess you could say, of games, uh, I would probably at some point um, have gotten to this game. So I'm like I said I'm glad that I played it. I've never played. This was the first two five one game I have played, which I I've heard of that dude for like the past five years, you know, from podcasts and everything, gaming podcasts. But I never realized that I had never played any of his games.
2: You never played uh, Shadows of the Damned. I oh, know he was part of that. No, no.
0: So I have that game in that, but I've never played it. It's still it's, okay. it's still in its wrapper. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, um, there was another game. I think that was the only one that I... Seen more, of, I guess, as well, was another one where that was on a list. But uh, I remember Lollipop Chainsaw coming
2: out. I have that, so I haven't played it, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so there's been a couple of games of his that I've, like, oh, i check that out or whatever, this or this, but I don't know. Uh, I'm glad I finally got to play one. And kind of see, like, even if his style seemingly isn't for me, just being able to say, like, oh, I get it. Because, yeah, as soon as, like, one of the first things I did after I beat this game was, like, yo, Killer 7 is weird. I just posted on Facebook. And then somebody was like, you never played a 2 51 game? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what else he's done. Because, I mean, especially if they're out here saying that, you know, this is his, what, what did Trevor say? His piece, de, what did he say? His masterpiece or whatever. His magnum uh, Magnum opus. Magnum opus. So it. yeah, I'm like, well, yeah. what does his weaker stuff look like? Is it like less weird? Is it like more like, I'm like, what is it about that game, this game that is his magnum opus? Like, what is it about this game? So I don't know.
2: Um, I know is Dead isn't like related to this. I, game, I, thought, it was. Was I it. thought it was. I thought it was.
0: I clicked on. it. I was like, oh, did they come out with? A...? And I was like, oh no, but it's a similar style.
2: Yeah, I I have it, so I think I'm actually going to start playing that just to just to see. You mm-hmm. know, it's another suited fifty one game. I've heard really good shot. things
0: about the because then he, he the no more hero stuff, but like, and it's been something that i thought about putting on a list, but I believe they're all too long for our current criteria of games because that was something that is a series that i've heard uh i guess the original no more i guess no we could play these games oh for whatever reason i was thinking they were longer than that so i don't know these are Wii games though at least the first two are
2: i still have my wii yeah
1: yeah. that may have been why i picked this one over no more heroes that may have went into my consideration for picking killer seven was that I may have wanted to play No More Heroes, but it wasn't. I didn't have a console to play it on. Oh, you don't have a Wii? Um, kind of. Actually, I have one somewhere. I have access to one.
0: Okay, it's okay. Greg got to get a Switch, so we got time. <laughs> I've been wanting to play Beautiful Joe for the longest time. It's also so like. This was, like, the closest I could get even though it's not unrelated besides being a Capcom 5 game. Like, I've been wanting to play Beautiful Joe, but I, I thought I could, I had it on GameCube, but I, I could not find it when I went to my parents' house, so and it's not on PC, and I'm like, I don't have a PlayStation 2 so I'm just going to have to rebuy it on GameCube and find my Wii. Hinching the go-go, baby.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, do you guys have anything left for Killer7
1: I think that's it for me okay um, where can you find you, at Trevor? Um, you can find me online um, most likely at the next Pokemon Go uh, Regional Silph Tournament um, since I <laughs> traded in I this car <laughs> I got an invitation but we'll be playing them remotely so you know that's pretty cool um, Do people stream those? Yes. There's actually one streaming now um, called the Elite Four where, like, the top four players, um, well, I don't know if they're, like, the top four, but they're, like, the biggest players um, who, like, stream and create content and stuff like that. They're pretty good. Um, but, like, you can, since everybody's playing remotely now uh, because of what's going on, um, they're doing, like, this big tournament where you can challenge the Elite Four and you have to play like five people um and you move up through through the ranks like you have to defeat two people before you move on to the next two and then mm-hmm. two more it's it's different criteria so okay but but yeah that's actually going on right now but that's where you can find me where people
0: find you at greg uh
2: you guys can find me on twitch at TV slash mag with the zero at the end YouTube, uh, should be youtube.com slash c slash magnegro, and uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash boomboxhero.
0: You guys can find me on Instagram, posting my uh, struggle meals. <laughs> uh, Mark Dizzle, my COVID-19 meals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, we are going to be playing my game in April. We're gonna be playing Titanfall 2. And I think I think I'm gonna me and Trevor are gonna to try to figure out a bonus game and maybe try to knock something out too, since it feels like we'll have time. So um yeah. You guys got anything else? Going once, going twice? Alright, with that, we're missed checkpoints and
2: we're out. Peace.